This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming out tonight. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Hi, I'm Debbie Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Josh Roberts. This is Jocelyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. Talking Pets. And you're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. Talking Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talking Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us is... Gino Sassani from Lost Road Reptiles. Gino's here to answer your uh, questions about your reptiles and your behavior questions as well. But pick up the phone and give us a call. We want to talk to you about your pets. And the number is 844-305-7800. You'll speak with Kevin. And once again, this is Talking Pets. And the show is produced here live from the farm by... 844-305-7800. But once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. Joining us coming up, we're going to be talking with Mindy Thomas on the book While in the Wild. This is Talking Pets. While in the Wild. Hi, I'm Mindy Thomas. And I'm Guy Raz. And together, we host an award winning science podcast for kids and families. It's called Wow in the World. Wow in the World! Join us as we explore the wonders of the world. Or as we like to call them, wows! Exactly! The wows of space, the wows of science, the wows of new technology, new discoveries, and the people changing the world as we know it. Oh, Guy Raz, now I kind of want to listen to the show. Well, you're in luck, Mindy. Roll the clips! Roll clips? Yes! Love clips. We're rolling. Let me see your nose here, Guy Raz. What? And you're listening to Talking Pets. Pick up the phone and give us a call at 844-305-7800. By the way, Mindy Thomas is host of the hit kids radio show, Absolutely Mindy, on Sirius XM, and co-host with NPR personality Guy Raz of the number one top-rated podcast for kids called Wow in the Wild, in which they share incredible and surprising facts about science and technology. Recently, the pair have turned their attention to the world of animals with a new book, Wow in the Wild, The Amazing World of Animals, which reveals some of the funniest and weirdest facts about the animal kingdom. In case you were wondering, spiderweb silk for uh, its weight is actually tougher and stronger than steel. And you're going to find out a lot about this in the book, Wow in the Wild. I want to welcome onto the program, Mindy Thomas. Hey, Mindy, how you doing? Hello, I'm doing great, John. How about you? Doing good, doing good. I want to introduce you to Gino Sasani in the studio and our Hi, producer, Philip. Hello, how are you? Hi. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, I've got to ask you, with your book, by the way, um, I did a morning show on Wednesday in Pennsylvania, and I literally used your book throughout the whole interview. I hope you don't mind. Oh, not at all. What was the interview? Uh, it was a did morning you, did show. Did you play the role of Mickey Thomas? 
it was an interview in the morning show in PA in Pennsylvania, and I promoted the heck out of your book because this is a book, I have to tell you, that I will use constantly on my show because it has a bunch oh. of facts and interesting stuff about animals. And a matter of fact, the host in Pennsylvania was like, I took it to the back end, and there's a section in your book that talks about poop. And oh, yeah. I, I thought it was kind of fascinating. There's a lot of things that I didn't quite know about poop. And uh, your book tells us oh. all about it. Oh, yeah. We love poop. I mean, you know, on Bow in the World, Guy Raz and I, we are, we're science communicators. So we take interesting things in the world of science and we break them down and make them accessible for kids. And I think a good place to get kids interested in science, because science is interesting, um, is sometimes you just got to start with poop. We did this, we had a, another book that came out before this, The How and Wow of the Human Body. And just last weekend, I was at a book festival in LA, and so many kids came up to me after saying, do you know what my favorite part of the book is? And I said, I do. Is it the poop pages? How did you know? Of course, poop's always interesting. I mean, that poop and cubes, so it doesn't roll away. You know, that that was one of the more interesting things that I thought was that I never heard of an animal that would actually, like, poop in squares and cubes. Yeah, yeah. It, it keeps it from rolling away. It all happens in their digestive system, the way their, their intestines expand and contract and form this perfect little cube uh, when they poop. It's amazing. I mean, yeah, there's so many things that uh, that happen in the animal world that I think that we don't get to see because we don't have these animals. We don't know that uh, lobsters can essentially pee out of their eyeballs. They have these special little nozzles located under their eyeballs that they, um, you know, they pee, and that's how they, they, you know, they pass messages back and forth. Uh, it's like the world's full of these things. So we wanted to, to break down some of the most interesting facts that we could find and then uh, put them in this book. And then display them in really interesting, unusual ways that maybe kids haven't seen this information presented to them before. So, for example, we talk about uh, the monsters of the deep, and we kind of pre present that in a uh, in fake comic book titles um, or fake comic book covers. We have lots of fake magazine spreads in here. We've had so much fun thinking of new ways to present the information. And that's the thing that I'm, that's fascinating on this for adults, actually, because I love the book and for kids as well, because there are a lot of interesting things in here about animals that a lot of people wouldn't know. I'm still stuck on the poop, though. And the one that I thought was kind of yeah. interesting, maybe you can <laughs> shed some light on this. Why does a sloth not poop in the tree? Well, I think the sloth comes down to poop. Uh, I don't know exactly why it comes down to poop on the ground, but I think it has something to do with safety. So it poops on the ground. That's where it's going to attract uh, any predators. So then it goes back up the tree and escapes from them. So I think, um, you know, maybe the sloth doesn't want to poop where it where it lives. You're right, though. Why doesn't it just poop and let it fall to the ground? I don't know. But that's what I would do. Like every, yeah. I mean, not that I'm going to climb it's a, a tree lot of work. But, it's a yeah. No. Go to the bathroom when you sloth. So, I don't know if you can hear this, Mindy, over the microphones, but we're having a very severe storm here um, out of Tampa Bay. So, I'm hoping that I don't lose That's right. I'm from Tampa Bay. Are you really? That's where I grew up. Yeah, I went to the University of South Florida. Yep. 
Okay. I've been living here for over 30 yeah. years now, so I'm literally a tampon. Okay. There's, there you go. <laughs> now you sound like my dad. So. <laughs> you know, I want to ask you, too, um, you know, when I was in, during that interview, we went from poop to pink. And um, a lot of interesting yeah. stuff about pink. And uh, a lot of people don't necessarily know with flamingos, for instance, they're not born pink, correct? That's right. They get pink. They turn pink from their diet, from what they eat in their diet. So, um, yeah, so flamingos, when they're born, they're actually uh, kind of gray. And then in the first couple of years of its life, that, that pink coat starts to appear. And uh, it's all the little tiny crustaceans that they eat and the algae and the insect larvae. There's a special pigment found in them, and that eventually turns them pink. So that's how they get their color. Yeah, um, in your book, too, on page 117, you talk about the uh, pink robin, a plump, pink-bellied wonder from the land down under. Australia's male pink robin uh, weighs little more than a pencil, but is uh, brightly yeah. nude stand out in the sky. I mean, we, I've seen a red robin. Oh, so cute. Oh, you know, this little pink-bellied robin is, is so adorable. And uh, it's just interesting to think about the way colors play in, in the animal kingdom to help protect or help to attract mates. And we had fun with the pink pages because, uh, you know, we just were like, what are all the pink, what, what are all the pink animals that we can find? And then we did a few page spread of just pink animals, including my favorite animal, which is the naked mole rat. Hold on to that and thought, wish, Mindy. Hold, hold on to that thought yeah. because we've got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to find out what Mindy has to say about the naked mole rat. But the book is called Wow in the World, Wow in the Wild, The Amazing World of Animals. I guarantee you want this book because it's very fascinating, and your kids will love it, and so will you. Um, I already said I will have this in my library every day, so I will be looking up facts about animals in this book. Wow in the Wild, The Amazing World of Animals. Compliments of Mindy Thomas. We're going to actually send you a copy of the book if you're the third caller right now. And speak with Kevin at 844-305-7800. That's 844-305-7800. Call now, and the book is yours. This is Talking Pets. Molly, here's your dinner. Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Again, once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Gino Sassani. And I'm Philip Stubb. We're speaking with Mindy Thomas. Her book is called Wow in the Wild, Wow in the Wild, The Amazing World of Animals. So we're giving away a copy of the book. We have someone on hold, but we have another book to give away. So if somebody else wants to call in, you'll get a copy of the book as well. So Mindy, uh, where are you located now? Where do you live at now? 
Because you, you used to be here in uh, Tampa Bay, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's where I grew up. So where are you living now? I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. Oh, fair, I'm in uh, Fairfax, Virginia, outside of ah, Okay, okay, nice area. Nice area. So yeah. how long did it take you to put this book together? Because it's quite extensive with all the animal facts and everything that's going on inside the book. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I would say all in all, you know, uh, I, I guess probably a year maybe between when we kind of started and, and finally put the final touches on it. I don't know if, if you've done books before. It's kind of... Uh, like a hurry up and then wait. You're working on it, working on it, working on it, and then you wait when you go through the edits and the illustration. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of an ongoing process. We worked on a lot at a time, and then we would stop, and then we'd go back and work on it more. It was so much fun, though, to put together. And our illustrator, I have to give it a hats off to our illustrator, Jack Siegel, because if you get this book, it is such a visual it's like a field trip uh, for your imagination and the pictures it's in full color the pictures are so vibrant they're so funny and um, I'm just so happy the way our illustrator Jack Siegel was able to take this stuff out of our brains and that we that we put into words and then make it come to life with the illustrations it's amazing in um, on page 174 of your book you cover fact snacks and um, one of them, what, what, like that, right off the top, you cover mosquitoes about stinky feet. What's that all about? Yeah, you know, I think we're all still figuring out exactly what attracts mosquitoes, but they love uh, a special bacteria that grows on our feet. It attracts them to us. So when you're outside and you're wearing uh, flip-flops in the summer, you might want to cover up your feet because um, those mosquitoes are going to be attracted to it. And what's some yeah, other facts? Book is full of lots, lots of little, yeah, other what's facts? A, yeah, what's some other facts on that page that you could tell the listeners okay. about? Because, Well, here's one of my favorites. So uh, off the coast of California, uh, there are you know, these red snapper fish, and there is a louse, a parasite, that will latch on to the tongue of the red snapper, eat the tongue, replace the tongue with its own body, and then when the red snapper opens its mouth, it's got a louse for a tongue. How about wow. that? You know, it's Gross, fascinating. Right? It's fascinating, though, all the animals and what they do and the reasons why they do it. So, um, you know, that's the one thing that I like about the book, because it really does explain a lot of in- interesting stuff um, that we would never actually imagine. Um, grasshoppers roam the earth before dinosaurs ever even existed. That's in your book. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I, I mean, I would there's, never there's, think. The, oh, go ahead. I yeah. would never think a grasshopper uh, yeah, lived that long. I mean, the grasshoppers we see today weren't alive that long, but yeah, the you know they they grasshoppers were here long, long, long before humans were. Um, so we just were scouring everywhere we could find to find some of the most interesting and uh, wow-worthy facts to share in this book and. And, you know, again, just kind of coming up with new ways of sharing these facts. So, for example, we do an interview with a vampire bat, where it's, it's uh, you know, my character, Mindy, in our in our podcast, I'm Mindy in real life, but my character in the podcast is, is Mindy, and I'm more of an uh, exaggerated version of myself. So in this book, Mindy 
has an, an interview with a vampire bat where we learn all about vampire bats, but it's like if you were to talk with one. And, um, yeah, so we just had lots of fun ways of, of making, we made quizzes and uh, all sorts of fun ways for kids to access this information. And the idea is that you can open it up to any page and learn something, and hopefully every time you go back, you learn something new, and it's not meant to be read front to back. I don't know about you, but do you, when you read it, like a magazine, we kind of wanted to lay this out sort of in the style of a magazine. And I always go to the back first when I read a magazine or open it up to the middle. And so that was kind of what this, this book is meant to do, too. You could open it up anything and get something fun. I just did that, actually. Um, and I ended yeah. up on <laughs> Sea Creature Confessional. Female lobster. I oh, pee out of yeah. my eyeballs. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's uh, uh, the, yeah pretty fascinating I mean, actually the the, the male yeah. seahorse I'm a dad and a mom mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> so the male seahorse I think that's a, an interesting thing for kids to know that the male seahorses um, first of all they're they're mating they do a little dance through the water where the male and female will join tails um, and then while they're dancing the female seahorse will dump her eggs into the male's pouch. The male then fertilizes the eggs and then has a 10 to 25 day pregnancy. So the male's carrying just thousands of baby seahorses. And you can, you can learn all of this in the book, of course, Wow in the Wild, The Amazing World of Animals. Mindy, when is your podcast on? Because your podcast sounds fascinating as well. Yes, Wow in the World is such a, I'm so proud of this podcast. It's a really fun, funny science podcast for kids that covers animals, technology, space, the human body, the human brain. Um, you can find it wherever you get podcasts. It's called Wow in the World. And it's sort of, um, it's a cartoon for your ear. So we have, we've built sort of a world in this podcast and crazy characters. And then all of the science is based on real, new, peer-reviewed academic research and so we break that down in a way that kids can understand and we make it a, we wrap it in this fictional narrative and it's really really fun so you can find that wherever you get podcasts you know i like this too because we play a game on the on the show called liar game we do trivia and everything like that and i see a lot of stuff in here that i can mm -hmm. use for trivia so thank you for making my life yeah, a little easier <laughs> Joy, thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad you came on because I mean, books like this I absolutely love because you can spend hours on hours just reading everything and going back and forth and to share this with your kids for one thing is amazing, but just for yourself as an adult, I mean, there's so much facts and information and like what you said about the illustrator is just amazing what he did here with the work in the book so hats off to him and hats off to you guys and um give our best to your partner there uh guy and um you know congrats on your uh podcast so again um how can people find you on the podcast uh they can find us uh at at, at wow in the world on social media they can also go to tinkercast.com where they can check out all of our podcasts there we have a whole slate of them and uh yeah we we've got a lot going on so tinkercast.com you can also find us at wow in the world you can find me at absolutely mindy sounds good name of the book wow in the wild the amazing world of animals and it's by mindy thomas and guy raz 
Mindy, give our best to Guy, and thanks for joining us here in the segment of the show, Talking Pets. Thanks, John. Thanks, Bye-bye. Mindy. Take care. Hope to talk to you again soon. Once again, this is Talking Pets. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Call the members of the third regime. Tell them to me. Tell them not to leave anything behind But they will not return And come the dawn we will fly To no certain given place and time Need no memory unlived No care, leave uncared for We are forever Alive only in the evening sky We are forever In search of ourselves And there are no prayers this time No help will come from anyone And if we can make it on our own We'll just be where we started from So leave no history behind you worry, you won't be back again, leave no lover left unloved, no care leave uncared for, we are forever, alive only in the evening sky. forever forever
South Carolina Department of Health and Environmental Control reported that animals with rabies have recently been found in the state, with several pets potentially being exposed. The agency confirmed that a bat found in Elgin, South Carolina, tested positive for rabies. No people are known to have been exposed. Four cats were potentially exposed and will be quarantined as required in the South Carolina Rabies Control Act. A raccoon also tested positive for rabies in Bamberg County. The animal was found in Earhart, South Carolina. No people are known to have been exposed either, but one puppy that is too young to be vaccinated against rabies was exposed. One of an abundance of caution and due to the risk associated with a known exposure to a pet that has never been vaccinated, the owners have chosen to have the puppy euthanized. The Richland County bat was submitted to DHEC's laboratory for testing on April 21st. And the Bamberg County raccoon was submitted to DHEC's laboratory on April 20th. Both were confirmed to have rabies on April 22nd. Visit TalkingPets.com for this story and others that don't make it on the air. And please join our Facebook family. This is Talking Pets. Whoa, 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 ha, ha, ha. Your mouth is foaming, but I don't care. You're looking crazy, but still I stare. Put on my gloves so we can love. Oh, baby, please don't buy the head off of that dove. We'll watch a movie. Just us two It's zombies They look just like you And then you look at me with your crazy eyes And once again you're listening to Talking Pets I'm John Patch I'm Gino Sassani And I'm Philip Staub Pick up the phone, give us a call 844-305-7800 Now Gino, um, you're known actually for reptiles Yes Now, the story that I read out of South Carolina Talked about rabies Right Is it possible for No, because they're cold-blooded so they cold blooded. They can't get rabies because no. hmm. <clears throat> can't get rabies. It's a rabies needs warm blood to. It's a it's a warm blooded disease. It can't happen in a cold blooded animal. I didn't know that. I didn't think. Uh, I, I never thought about a snake or anything like that being nope. able to get it. So that's yeah. kind of interesting. Can't so. get rabbit. It's a warm blooded disease. Cool, cool. So, um, but you got to be careful though. If you see an animal, and one of the signs, yes. if you see animals that are out during the day that are normally not out during the like day, like raccoons, which we saw recently, and I even told my wife, you got to raccoons in the daytime can be a bad sign. Well, you heard about what happened in Washington D.C., right, yeah. with the fox, mm-hmm. and then supposedly a lot of people—not a lot, but eight or nine people—got scratched yeah. or bitten. Um, so, you got to go through that series of shots, yep. no matter what, because yeah. you don't want to risk it. But the animal actually, and it's so weird. Has to be killed. Yeah, after brain, all these years, they have to do the brain to find out. They have to cut the head off. Yeah, they have to go into the brain. That's how you find out if it had rabies. But you would think, though, after all these years with science and everything like that, that they would find some other way of yeah. detecting. But I apparently have to not. The animal. Huh. So that that's kind of fascinating. Well, the alternative is to quarantine the animal, but that might not be enough time for somebody to get shots, though. 
Well, 844-305-7800 is the number to call, 844-305-7800. Pick up the phone, give us a call if you've got a question, of course, about your pets. And if you have reptiles, now is the time to call because Gino's in the house. So, um, And Gino, we have his CDs here as well. Yes, I always do. say, in cold blood. In cold blood. And it's about reptiles. That's about reptiles. And it's a music CD. Yeah. So, and the thing is, like, whenever I say in cold blood, it's like you're killing your grandmother or something. But I, no, you that's know, no not one's happening. ever came up to me at a concert and says, you know what, that title, are you guys murderers or something? It's like, no. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's in cold blood. I have never made that distinction at a concert when I said, you know, this well, is well, the we're album. We're an animal show, blood. so I guess you yeah, know, it kind yeah, of comes out that way. Yeah. Speaking like, of animals, though, I'm going to play an animal sound. If you okay. can guess what animal this is, we're going to set you up. You can go with meaty morsels, or you can go with lick and lap. Those are treats for your cats from Vitacraft. Um, we'll send you those out. You can take a CD from Gino Sasani in cold blood. You can go with SCOE 10X, the odor eliminator. And if you've won those before, you can also go with a book on cats or on dogs. And I do have the book, uh, Wow in the Wild, The Amazing World of Animals, and that's from Mindy Thomas, who was just with us in this hour. Name this animal. What makes this sound? So what animal makes that sound? I think you can kind of figure out, you know, give them a clue. I think you know what I'm, where I'm going with it. I, I don't. I, really? I don't know the animal, no. You have an idea that it's a feline, though, right? A cat? Yeah, I get an idea that it's a cat, but, I, but it doesn't sound like a huge one. Well, there is only one large cat of the big cats that purrs, so maybe that's a clue. That's a good that's a good clue right there, actually. I think I know what it is. Yes, there's only one big cat that purrs. Yeah, so very good on that one. I didn't think about it, but that that's true. So what animal is this? Name that big cat. If you know what big cat purrs and makes that sound, we're going to set you up with a prize. There um, you go. 844-305-7800. 844-305-7800. Pick up the phone, give us a call, and you could win one of the prizes on behalf of us here on the show, Talking Pets. So, come on, pick up the phone. All right, ladies, let's play ball! Pick up the phone, give us a call, 844-305-7800. What animal makes that sound? So, you know the um, about, with snakes. I yeah. mean, every, it seems like I can't keep up with that. Um, but it's like at certain times that snakes will lay eggs, right? Well, generally, yeah, especially in our hemisphere. That's that's most almost true. So, the, did you? when was the last time you had a bunch of new babies? Well, we're close to that now. We're in breeding season oh, now. Oh, so you got a bunch of eggs? Well, not yet. We're in breeding season now. This is the season where the snakes are hooking up. Um, the eggs will start probably within the next month or so. Probably by the end of May, going through the summers, when you'll start to see eggs. So okay, so in the reptile world, yeah. in, in the in the snake world, mm -hmm. how do snakes hook up? How do they do they mate? Yeah, just like, like any animals. Really, yeah, they, same way. Yeah, in fact, they can. You know what's fun is that snakes can stay together like that for days. So a mating session can last actually days. So a male snake has a uh, mm -hmm. genitalia. Two actually, two. Really, it's called a hemipenis. Oh, okay. They have two, and they can stay hooked up um, in the act for, for several days at a time without stop. 
You know, I have never seen one in the wild. I've seen turtles and well, everything else. Well, they try to stay hidden when they're doing that because they're very vulnerable, obviously, oh, that's at true. that stage. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they can. I mean, they don't usually stay hooked up for days, but they can. I just had a couple of king snakes that were hooked up all week. <laughs> they didn't stop all week. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Um, so when they do hook up like yeah. that, and then all of a sudden they be- the female becomes fertile, how mm-hmm. long does it take before the eggs actually appear? The, the eggs actually appear usually in about 60 to 70 days, and then the eggs take about 70 days to hatch. By the way, if someone wants to see that, on our website at Lost World Reptiles, we actually have a photo in our gallery of two snakes hooked up. Oh, really? And my wife labeled it as, in case you ever wondered how snakes, and with a dot, dot, well, dot. Well, I'll be going there after this. There's a um, picture, so you can see it happen. What's the site again? Lostworldreptiles.com. All one word. So check that out, you guys, if you want to see two <laughs> snakes see getting it. it on. There you go. Um, but the thing is, uh, after those, uh, you brought eggs in one time. I did, And probably. not exactly what I thought. Yeah, they're um, leathery. They're not like chicken eggs. Or yeah, eggs. very leathery, and they were kind of clumped together. They can be, yeah, they do. They It's because when they're laid, there's this secretion on them that doesn't harden until it gets hit by air. So the eggs are softer inside the female. When she lays them, that white stuff hardens when it comes in contact with air. So when a snake is born, yeah. a baby snake, is that what you call it, yeah. baby snake? Um, like 70 days after yeah. um, it's in the egg, Please. does it kind of hatch or does it bite its way well, out it does. or eat its um, way snakes out? Snakes have what's called an egg tooth. And they, they it's like a razor blade. And if you look at snakes, and I'll bring in some snake eggs when they're done, you'll see like a, a, a slash, like someone with a razor blade did, and they crawl out of that slash. They don't crack the egg like a bird. So they slash it they from do. the inside? It's this special tooth that they're born with in the middle of their mouth. It's called an egg tooth, and it's really sharp, and it slashes the egg, and then it falls and disappears. It dissolves. So like with a chicken egg, if I were to, like with my chickens that yeah. I have, if I were to take an egg and... You know, from three feet high, drop it. Yeah. Um, you know it's going to break. Right. Um, would a snake egg break like that wouldn't because break. it's leathery? It wouldn't break. You still might damage the embryo depending on how long, how defor- how formed it is. Early, it wouldn't hurt it. But if the embryo is formed, the concussion might hurt it. But you won't break it. It won't shatter. How many snakes will, like, um, a mother snake have? I mean... Like, corn snakes generally have anywhere from 15 to 25, 26 eggs. I mean, they can have more. They can have less. I mean, some snakes, like the bigger snakes, have, have less. You know, pine snakes have like six to eight. So it varies per snake. You know, pythons, they, they tend to have about 20 to 50. You know, not thousands like, like certain websites. For pythons, said. they yeah. can have up to 50? Up to 50, yeah. So, like in, in um, South Florida, mm-hmm. where they're having problems with pythons right. because people let them go and they procreate. Which isn't as bad as 50, think, though. But. That's a lot. Well, that's 50 eggs. Doesn't mean 50 will survive. Oh, okay. I got to tell you, corn snake in particular, of every, say, 16 to 18 eggs, only two will survive long enough to mate. Is it, that's not the snake that you have with you today, is no, it? No, that's Scar. But, but, I mean, they have six to eight eggs, and only one of those, on average, will live long enough to have babies of its own. If you're watching us and now listening to us on Facebook Live, my mistake, sorry for that. Um, but if you're watching us on Facebook Live... We'll get them. We'll get uh, Scar, Scar in. Scar will be here, too. So you'll, you'll see them. So yes. check it out, at Talking Pets Radio. By and Gina will have them. He's going to wrap them around our producer yeah, Phillips' here. neck. So you'll be able to see that. But <laughs> once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. What is that animal sound? Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum.
A puppy who was discovered in a dumpster earlier this month has been adopted to a new home where he is doing great. The six-month-old pup, now known as Duke, was found in an apartment dumpster by Division of Refuse Operator Dave Carlson. According to the Columbus, Ohio Department of Public Service, Carlson could see the puppy struggling to free himself from the trash. The agency said that he immediately contacted Refuse Collection Supervisor Logan Siege in, to inform him of the situation. Mr. Siege immediately responded to the complex where he entered the dumpster to dig the puppy out and rescue it. After being pulled to safety, the Franklin County Dog Shelter was contacted and arrangements were made for the pup to be taken in, but before Duke left, he was treated to some peanut butter crackers and allowed some exploration time at the station. The city commended the employees, writing, Thank you, Dave Carlson and Logan Siege, for going above and beyond in service. Visit TalkingPets.com for this story and more, and for others, my name is Philip Staub. This world, nothing can stop but to love And you, you are my girl, and no one can hurt you. Oh no, yes I. I know you know this song. My dad's favorite song. Your dad? It was my dad's favorite song. Really? Yeah. See, I knew that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was my ESPN that kicked in. Oh, and I was like, yeah. your ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Your dad was into sports too, wasn't he? No, actually, oh, okay. he wasn't. But he was into uh, he was into that song. All right. Well, we got a guess on what this is, and you have a better hint. John. John's yeah. our expert so, out there. So, John and everybody, I have to tell you that I, I discovered now what this cat is. It's not the one that's the only one that purrs. So, um, I, I sorry about that. Uh, sorry about that clue. I thought this was a purring sound, but it's not. So, it's the fastest cat um, in the wild. So that's a good clue right there. That's a I think good that's clue. The purring clue. was a bad clue because it wasn't. It's not that one. So, um, and the purring, John might have been right, but I think John's going to change his uh, guess right now. He is right on the purring. He John, is correct on the purring. What is the fastest cat in the wild? To a that I would say that you're. Uh, you're Sorry about right. that, John. I thought it was a cougar as well when I, I heard it, but yeah, and I thought it was. I, I thought the cheetah was actually purring, but you were right; it's a cougar. Yes, um, but you were double right because it was the cheetah, which is the fastest cat in the world. So, do you want to go right. with the meaty morsels or the licking lap from uh, Vitacraft, or we've got uh, Scoey Ten X, the odor eliminator? I got a CD from Gino Sasani, or a book on cats, or a book on dogs. I'd like that second one. You said uh, something rather lick. That's for cats, right? Lick and lap. That, so that'd be, that'd be great. Cool. Stay on the uh, stay on the line, and we'll send that out to you, John. Uh, John, as always, you are our 
um, expert uh, guesser out there. So you've only been wrong, I think, so far. I, I, I think you've only been wrong like once or twice. Well, and he was correct about the only big cat that perks. A couple yeah. times you got me. <laughs> yeah, no, once or twice once or twice we did, which I was surprised because you've been like almost 100%. So you've pretty much been about mm, 85, 86% right. So but yeah. you, John. keep lucky. it going. <laughs> John, stay on the line. We'll get your address there again, and we'll ship you out the uh, – you'll get the lick and lap from Vitacraft. So uh, that's for your cat. So that name, it's like – Lick and laugh. Yeah, like a, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's very good, it's though. A, it's, it's an inter- Actually, you know what? I have to tell you. Yeah. My cats, um, I feed them the moist food in the mornings, yeah. and sometimes some of them are finicky, mm-hmm. and they won't eat certain um, times. So I took the lick and lap, yeah. and I put it on top of each one of their foods, and it got wet food. Eat. They ate all their food. Good. So um, it worked well. That's good. You know who else is finicky? Siberian Huskies are finicky. You have one called Aurora. Yes, and she's very finicky. She sometimes won't eat. At all? Yeah, sometimes she'll go a day and won't eat. Wow. Just She decides, I don't want it. But she's just not hungry? or No, she's hungry. She'll tell you she's still starving while you're eating. But oh, because she, she wants want people food. food. Yeah, she wants people food. But we don't give her people food from the table. Now, we only have like about a minute and a half yes. left. Um, I don't know if you want to... I don't know if you want to take Scar out of his box, but... Well, that's up to you. Um, if you want... I can, I can take yeah, take him out because uh, my question on that though yeah. is my cat is like all about Scar right now. Um, Shadow, uh-huh. does that stress him out, nah. Scar at all? Yeah, he's fine. Does he look stressed out? <laughs> Just reached in and got him. Was I worried? So, Phil, Philip, our producer, said, Philip, uh, do you like snakes? So, yes and no. Like I, I don't know. He's a northern always from poisonous to none. Actually, there are no poisonous snakes. Well, They're a venomous snake. Well, venomous. But, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Wrong terminology. But this guy is not venomous. He's he's perfectly harmless. Even if he did bite, it would hurt, but it wouldn't hurt you. Well, I do want to touch this. Go ahead. If you're watching us on Facebook Live right wow. now, you'll see Scar the Snake. They're not slimy. Everybody always thinks snakes are slimy. It's the first thing I get when I take them to educational programs. Oh, they're not slimy. I've held Scar slimy. before. I mean, you he's have. really cool. You've held Scar before. Well, yeah. Scar is here by popular demand. I mean, Now, Scar is a, again, a, what kind of snake? It's a northern pine snake. A northern pine. Yes. How big will Scar get? This is he's an he's an old snake. He's about a twelve, thirteen year old snake. So he's up there. He, I mean, they can get up to about eight feet. Wow. A little bit, a little bit wider. How long would a corn snake live? Well, this is a corn snake. These guys don't. Oh wait, didn't you say corn snake? No, this is a northern pine. Oh, northern pine. I'm sorry. Yeah, northern pine. How long but would like they live? Corn, they're about in the same class as, as um, corn snakes. They live about sixteen to twenty years. That's not bad. No, I mean not unless bad they at all. unless they get attacked by well, yeah, in captivity. This is yeah. captivity numbers in the wild. That's significantly lower. I mean, do they stand a chance in the wild? I mean, I know yeah. a lot of them live in the wild, but I mean, well, certainly, is yeah. that the color that uh, a northern pine would? Yeah, because he's where he finds himself is in he's sandy black areas. and white. Well, he, he blends into very sandy areas, very rocky sandy areas. He's of, looking at me like he's hungry. Yeah. The Jersey pine barrens is where you find a lot of these in, in the Jersey area, and it blends in very well with the environment. He's got that tongue out like 240. What's well, that yeah. all about? Well, he's, uh, that's a busy tongue. It's it's checking for heat. It's checking for vibration so he can hear because snakes don't have ears. He hears you through his tongue. Checking for my blood. Yeah, uh, they, have, they, very, they have very poor eyesight. The tongue is how they kind of navigate their world. Well, we got to say goodbye for this hour of say Talking goodbye. Pets. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. By the way, um, spay and neuter your pets, help control the pet population. If you are looking yes. to bring a pet home, go to your local shelter or rescue. Get one there. Um, by the way, don't forget, check out the book. And it is called Wow in the Wild. And uh, you can find that in bookstores and online. This is Talking Pets. Talking Pets.
Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.